Ray. Hello. Okay, we are going to discuss one of the, what is it, four pay-per-views AEW does a year. Yeah. We are leading into full gear next weekend, and we are going to discuss it. Discuss the, the current card. Correct. Updated card as of now. They may add a couple of things later on. They may do some things on the pre-show, but we will discuss. You know how AEW's been lately? I'll add like 11 matches. Yes. This is we, only a, like an eight-match card. Actually, if it winds up being a somewhat eight-match card-ish, I think that is a good thing. There are times when they will give you so many matches by the end of the pay-per-view, both the viewer and the live audience are overwhelmed. Yes. So yes. I, I think an eight-match card, maybe somewhere in there you give me a squash, everything else being somewhere between 15 and 25 minutes, should be a very great amount of time for a PPV or pay-per-view, yes. as we call them. And we will discuss all of that, focusing first and mostly on both the women and the main event after this. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, Go Home Heat. I want to focus on the women because feel like we got the comeback of one Saray, formerly known as Paige. She, when she came in, there was much fanfare. This whole little build to the announcement that she was going to be a competitive wrestler on Wednesday has been, uh, I don't know how to put it. It's not like it's underwhelming. I don't think that would be fair to say. But I will say that I thought right away she was going to be wrestling competitively, so having there be doubt seemed more like a, oops, we forgot to tell you she was going to wrestle, so we're going to drag it out, than a plan of the great moment, which we got. You know, she says, hey, how do I put it? You know what? I want to save that a little bit. We're going to save that. We'll get to that in a minute, because I want to talk about the other matches first. Here's the thing. When Paige comes in, or Saray, she promises, I've talked to Tony. Part of the reason why I'm coming in here is because he's promising an emphasis on the women's division that we haven't had here before. And then she pumps up when she's on commentary or on a Twitter feed or other places how much more wrestling the women are getting in, in segments the women are getting now that she is there. And I do think that that is an admirable goal, and I think that it is true that they have gotten more segments. At at the very least, they've gotten the segments they would have gotten plus a segment she is in. And she says, and she keeps going back to what has become a little bit of a line, I I started, I I was the revolution before revolution was thought of, or whatever her little tagline is on that. And it is fairly true. So let's get into these. We have two title matches at the pay-per-view. We have three matches. So in that respect alone, yes, the women are getting more of a focus than they were getting. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Now, to me, the, the match that is getting the least fan for it, fanfare, it almost feels like, remember when Shawn Michaels was the WWE champ and the things that happened before his banger match? 
were the emphasis of the company, and Sean was just wrestling whoever and putting out a banger. I, I, but I Stone Cold was the focus. Mm-hmm. The Rock was the focus. Rock versus Triple H was the big match. That kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. This is what this feels like. Tony Storm's a good champ. Stop me if you've heard this before. Interim champ. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the interim thing's working out because I, I don't really know if Thunder's coming back, and I don't really want Thunder to come back. <laughs> it's been strange because we were all Thunderosa fans. And then suddenly all these facts, and I'm doing air quotes, come out about her where she hurts people and all this other stuff. Sandbagging. Sandbagging during matches, all these things. And it feels weird because it all of a sudden felt like a hit job on her. Yeah. So, And I'm not saying it's not true. I don't know if it's true. We we don't know her. Well, not only that, but... We don't know these people. Wrestling news... If you're paying attention to the news in general, I can tell you this, right? Because we just went through an election, if you remember, Tuesday, right? And I'm sure we've talked about it. I know we've talked about it. Yeah. The pundits knew for a fact what was going to happen on election day. Mm-hmm. Nothing they said came true. You can go back multiple elections, and the pundits knew what was going to happen on election day. They never get it right. So how am I to believe mm-hmm. if if the news is never right with these stations, how am yeah. I to believe people like myself who are telling you the news or news coming out of a locker room in which everybody in said locker room has <laughs> a different story? Well, they got a dog in the fight. You know, nobody's talking from the locker room without it's to my advantage that Thunder Rosa not be here, or it's to my advantage that because you know yeah. we're we're all, that's the thing, right? Imagine if The Rock and Hunter and all them when they were stepping over one another trying to get up the card had access to the public like these guys do. How they would just stab each other in the back. Luckily, all that happened behind the scenes, and we got one documentary every now and then to <laughs> let us know. Okay, moving on. Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter. I think Tony Storm should be just the champ. I had forgotten she was interim until they told me because Thunder Rosa has been gone so long. Tony Storm is a good champ for them. Jamie Hayter is a good challenger. But there has been with Britt split worrying about Paige. There's been a little bit of a weird buildup here. Yeah. Jamie Hayter doesn't feel like she can be the champ, not because I don't think in – theory she could be a champ it just seems too early for her what do you think is going to happen in this match i don't know i think this match has potential to be like awesome right exactly like because because i know tony is really good i know haters really good uh it's it's just specifically in aw they've been a little i mean haters always been really good even in aw she's tony too tony's uh, best work was as a heel though I, i believe personally but Really, I don't know who I expect to win. I'm, ex- I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I, I'm, I'm expecting Tony to win. Don't really know who I want to win. Um, but just because the whole interim thing. Right. The interesting thing here would be if Britt has her match earlier in the evening and comes out with Hater during the match. Britt winds up costing Hater the match out of some form of jealousy or an accident leading us back into a program we should have finished before Stop Me. If you've heard this, 
where Hader was looking to, this is a classic Tony Khan. We think they're going to split up the faction, yeah. and they don't get back to that to where Hader can go out on her own because she was cost a match by her friend. I think Tony Storm goes over. I think this is the most sure thing match of the women's division, as yeah. in I think this is going to be very good. And I think Tony goes over. I don't think you take the belt off of her yet for multiple reasons. But mainly, Storm is the one who's ready for prime time. And, yeah. and Hater is is a little bit away. Not, not in the ring, but she hasn't had the time to become the star they want her to be before they anoint her as champion, right? Their focus has been on Cargill. Their focus has been on Paige. Their focus has been always, always on Britt. Moving into the TBS championship, I think this one has the highest ceiling of the matches. I think we could get a very good... Nyla Rose has done a great job here. She steals Jade Cargill's belt. She, ta- she both in person and online, is acting as if it is her belt. Jade is flustered. Jade is ready to put the beat down on her. We're getting Jade versus Nyla. We have two very strong women who are incredibly capable of giving you a good performance, but we haven't seen them in the ring with people that are as strong as they are. Here mm-hmm. we get that. We get This is their chance to answer what we get when we say, see Bianca and Rhea, when we see Rhea versus... Viper? Viper. Well, yes, correct. When we see uh, Gonzalez, that, that little rotation they have of, of bigger, stronger performers, this can be the answer to that right here. Yeah. And Cargill's the star. I fully expect her to go over. I also could see her going over if they, if it's done correctly. If this is done correctly, I mentioned The Rock and Triple H before. Their battles over the Intercontinental Championship became the thing that followed them through their whole career. They stepped over one another constantly to get to another level. Mm-hmm. Done properly, Jade versus Nyla can be that. They can do this again for the heavyweight championship. They can pass a championship back and forth. They can be that style rivalry for one another if done properly. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Jade isn't really asked to wrestle that much, right? And because of that, she does seem kind of green, which is not her fault at all. It it is not requested of her to to wrestle like 10-minute matches. If what I'm assuming is true, which is that this Nile Rose Jade Cargill match, which this this Nile Rose match, is going to go a little bit over, a little bit uh, nearer that time zone, eight to twelve somewhere near eight, eight to twelve yeah. something like that. This match has got me a little, a little nervous, but I'm still very interested in this match, which Absolutely. is something which is something I cannot say for a lot of Jade Cargill's matches, pretty much all of them. Well, generally speaking, you think she's going to, unless it's every now and then they get her in there with somebody that can go a little bit and she gets to stretch it out a little bit more. They're trying to slowly, They are, I appreciate that they're not doing the Goldberg thing where everything is three minutes. They are trying mm-hmm. to slowly build her and get her into longer matches. And it, for the most part, it's working. I, I think they're doing a good job with her. This is the kind of thing that could get her to that next level. The lead match that isn't involving a belt, and it's just a lead women's match due to who Soraya is in the history of pro wrestling, is her match with Britt Baker. She comes out on the last episode of Dynamite. She says, hey, look here. 
I've been cleared to wrestle. She tears up. I feel like that was completely legitimate. I can understand what she is feeling out there. I thought that the promos back and forth had a little bit of a... There was a little down bit in the middle of it, and, and it's not her fault, but after she does the tagline, you know, this is my house. Now, Britt jumps in with, stop me if you've heard this before. I built this. I made it a place that people want to come. Now you're trying to come over here into my into my place, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. You haven't wrestled in a long time. You haven't earned any of this. That's where it got bogged down for me, and it's not her fault. It's just we've heard them do this with Punk. We've heard them do this with Brian Danielson. We've heard yeah. them. Everybody that's come over, the superstar. If I had a dollar, for uh, uh, to paraphrase formerly known as Enzo, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard them talk negatively about superstars, uh -huh. I'd have many dollars. It is crazy. And, and you know, and WWE think, doesn't even use the term superstar anymore. Go ahead. I think this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole sports entertainment thing is kind of dumb considering that Vince is gone and everything, which is just like whatever. Yeah. But, like, I think this Soraya thing should be different, right? Because of just how passionate Soraya is about wrestling. Fair enough. Right? Fair enough. And I, I want to piggyback on that because Soraya... She has gone, and she's gone through, like, so much for wrestling. Exactly. Exactly what I was saying. It's She saved the segment for me when she pointed out, hey, you know, I put in multiple decades of this. And then she really got me when she not only pointed out that, you know, when I started, the difference between the Brian Danielson stuff and the Punk stuff and the, the guys who were, who were AEW originals and the women's division is you can't say Paige didn't have something to do with women's wrestling being on AEW because she did. Because she legitimized women's wrestling in a way on the WWE stage that made people watch women's wrestling and think of it as an athletic endeavor and not a bra and panties match. And in that way, she is literally a part of the foundation of all of women's wrestling just as much as a fabulous moolah is just as much as a as a aj lee aj lee is just as much as stratus. lita and stratus are she's a part of the foundation of all of women's wrestling and for her to and then she went personal and i appreciated her being willing to do that she says hey you know my drug addictions played out in a public setting as a person who is an addict himself, I cannot imagine the intestinal fortitude it takes for her to answer the bell every day and face everyone. Because mm -hmm. so many things in her life that are just none of our business, we got put in our face. The, you know, she... Propose, I don't want to get into all of it, but just the whole the whole Del Rio fiasco Everything. and what an awful human being he winds up being and how her ups and downs with him get played out in front of us. All of that is it's just amazing who how she has come through all of that and is here now and is willing to wrestle and give us more of who she is. And I appreciate that. I do have worries about this match. Who do you think wins? Well, Soraya. Soraya has right. to win. Right, right, right. right. And I, just, I don't feel like 
this just being a normal match, I don't feel it. I feel like there should be a stipulation here. Because I feel like not only would both wrestlers work better in kind of like a hardcore type st- st- stipulation, because that's what Brit, you know, that's yeah, what yeah, Brit right. specializes in. That's what right. she's, you know. But I also think it would match like the heat of the feud a little better. Correct. Now, the beauty of AEW, or whatever you want to call it, you don't have to have a stip to wind up hitting somebody with a chair and continuing to fight, or... (laughs) (laughs) Right? They can go crazy. Here's my worry with all of this. I don't know where you go with a Saray after this. I've seen... And this isn't Saray's fault. But, okay, I'm just going to go to history of AEW. The beginning of AEW, Hangman Page is the diamond. Mm -hmm. He will become the future of this company. We spend years building him to that point. He's the partner with Kenny Omega. Then they split up. Then Kenny Omega becomes the champion. Then he, you know, Hangman has this issue with self-confidence. And the Dark Order comes in and brings him back to who he was originally and who he should be. And then he beats Kenny Omega. And now he's the champ. And then CM Punk becomes available. They sign CM Punk. They throw all of that out the window and they put the belt on Punk. Literally a multiple year buildup, and they threw it all away because Punk was available. Well, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't think that's. They, he had that stuff. Hangman had a had a run with the belt. He did, and he and he, he had did. he had those things with Danielson, and he had the. I, I don't think that. I think they gave, they gave Punk storylines before they gave him the belt. Fair enough. Fair enough. My worry would be though that that's they're going to do that with Soraya, right? Soraya goes straight to the championship, and then it becomes the kind of thing where instead of getting three women segments a show, or we just get Soraya and whatever she's in as the champ, and we, we start losing track of the other members. Which I hope that's not the case. Yeah, I, I hope that we manage because. That's my worry with Soraya not being a manager, being a full-time talent. But she's earned the right to be a full-time talent. She's got medical clearance. I absolutely don't have an issue with her doing it. My issue would be I fear the way Tony books her as a full-time talent. Does that make sense? I get that. Yeah. And because I just am a little leery of what happens to the rest of the women's division if he winds up focusing on her. I will say generally, though... When I look at this card, Britt Baker and Soraya does stand out. Like, there's noticeable star power on that match. There is way more star power in that match than any of the matches that aren't... MJF Mox. Right, or, or Daniel... Or the, the two, the Ring of Honor Championship or the main championship. yeah. Right, those are the only ones with more star power in them than that. And that's pretty good when you think about it. That's pretty good for the card. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Now, going to the rest of the card, we have. You are listening to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Check out our friends at the Gin Project, the G-I-N-N Project.com. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And now. Back to Go Home Heat. Jack Perry versus Luchasaurus. What do you think about this? Do not really care. Do not care. See that? 
That stinks because a month ago I think you would have, or two months ago I think you might have. But, but like, it's, it's dragged out. It's, it's dragged weird. out. I, I, I honestly, I, I just want to see Luchasaurus do other stuff. I think I'm not interested in this because I'm pretty sure Jack Perry's going going to win. Jack Perry has to win because yeah, he's if he loses, because be if he loses, then yeah, you, you, what are we doing? What What do you do? That's that. I, yeah, that's the right decision to call. That's the more. Interesting decision to call, but I just prefer Luchasaurus. So. Yeah, well, Perry has to win, and that Perry has to win frees him up to go try to do other things, whether it be wrestle somebody for the Ring of Honor Championship or the TNT title. It's time for him to move on. It, it was really time for this to be moved on a long time ago. Yeah. Now, the Acclaim versus Swerve in our glory. Speaking of moving on. I think this match is going to be good. It's going to slap. There's not really much else to say. They, well, they've had good matches before. The lead-up has been good. I think it's interesting um, in that Swerve and Lee are I think, bantering I think, a little bit. I think bit. Swerve and Lee explode during this match. And Correct. then I think that leads with a program with Swerve and Lee. Correct. And then Lee goes on to challenge for championships when that's over. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why I think the media. I don't know that Swerve won't be bigger star overall at some point, but I think that Lee the claim go over. Swerve winds up being furious with Lee. That turns into the feud, just like you're saying. And yeah. then Lee winds up challenging for championships. Yeah. Within the year, not well, the years almost over, but within the calendar year. Yeah. I think you're right on that, and I do think it's going to be great. Double J, Jay Lethal, Sting, and Darby. What do you think? Do not care. Really, here's what I think about this match. <laughs> here's what I think about this match. It's weird build up. It's so strange. It's just it's so strange <clears throat> that this match is even happening. But I do believe that people are going to be stunned at how good Double J still is, and I think that is fool's gold because I think Double J has been working. He has wrestled <laughs> a little bit in the last few years. Even recent, fairly recently, he's wrestled. He wrestled at Flair's last match, right? He st- yes, he stays in shape. Yeah, I think that he's going to look great. I think they're going to lose to Darby and Sting, but I think that is going to turn into him getting to wrestle on Dynamite and on Rampage because Double J ain't going to wrestle on uh, your internet TV. He's not going to wrestle on YouTube. He's going to wrestle on your TV show, TV show. Yeah, he's not going to wrestle on Dark. Correct. That's the problem, though, because when I say I worry about what happens with Saray, I see it too much. If he thinks, if Tony thinks Double J will move the needle, we're going to have Double J versus Ma- Double J versus Mox or MJF. This is going to turn into Double J Darby or something weird like that. Double J is willing to go through tax and all that other stuff. He don't care, you know. That's my worry here. Is this turns into it winds up being way better than we think. Yeah. And then turns into a double J singles run that doesn't necessarily involve a championship, but mm. involves multiple pay-per-views and 15 minutes of TV time that could be going to the women's division, could be going to young talent. That's my worry. Yeah. Because I do think he's going to put on a heck of a show. Uh-huh. Because he, he's capable. He's capable. We're going to move on to what I will go ahead and say is the match of the night. Le Champion Jericho versus the American Dragon Brian Danielson. That would be enough, but instead we throw in the strongest pound for pound athlete in wrestling in one Claudio. I, Claudio. And then we have a supremely athletic Sammy Guevara. What do you think? 
Uh, I mean, the, there's there's so much talent in this match. It's really very damning that I just don't really. I'm not really excited for it. That's the champion's fault. That's that's the that's the buildup's fault. Yes. It's also like I can't. I I just. I don't feel like I who. I'm not really interested in anybody winning this. I think Danielson should be wrestling for the world title. If Jericho keeps it, I don't really know what the point is. It's the point is to wrestle more uh, Ring of Honor ex champions. Ex champions, exactly. Um, if Claudio wins it, it's like cool. What was this whole thing for? <laughs> um, if 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 Sammy wins it, uh, I guess that would be somewhat interesting in like the the whole inner circle in the not. Whatever they're calling Jer- Jericho's themselves today, so many. the Jericho uh, Association, the Jericho, Society, or the, whatever. Yeah, the, the it's, yeah, sports entertainers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but the Jericho Appreciation Society that mm-hmm. would make them start to crack. But honestly, I'm pretty sure if they started to crack, they just come go back together again. Right. Uh, so honestly, I'm just I'm not really thrilled with like anything that could happen in this match. Though I do think the match will be good itself because it's a bunch of super talented dudes. I feel like Jericho goes over. I feel like they want to keep this thing going with him wrestling next ring on a champions. It sucks because I'm pretty sure Sammy is the most interesting choice. Sammy is the most interesting choice, and I don't particularly like him right now, and nobody does. But but if if he won, I'd be really mad. But he's also the most interesting choice in this match. Right, because that gives you a Jericho-Sammy program that could be great. That could lead to something. Right. Whereas if Danielson wins, Danielson's I, a, Danielson should be wrestling for world titles. Right. I, I don't. I don't see the point in him fighting. I, I, I don't. I get it. Now, if Danielson were to win, what we would get is something similar to what he would do with an Intercontinental Championship or a United States Championship, in which he wrestles a series of one-offs with yeah. not a lot of build-up and just puts out great match after great match after great match, which is something that his career has been built on, kind of. Like an open challenge thing, right? No matter, yeah, whoever, he just has... Just has... What Seth's been doing. Yeah. Has match of the week for, you know... And it's weird how he's so different from Seth, but his career is somewhat mirroring Seth in many ways as he is... Not holding a championship and yet continuing to prove he's the best whenever. Because you asked me the other day, what's the best match in the history of AEW? And I did not say, which is stupid, those matches with Hangman. Mm. So, you know, that, that, no, those long matches the match with, with Hangman. The match with Kenny? The, dude, he's had such good matches, and yet... Yeah, he's been on the run of his life. <laughs> well, he may have been... If You know what? If you count the wrestling he did at the end of his WWE run, because... That was, I, I was telling people when he was quitting WWE, I said, look, if he's quitting wrestling altogether, you have to pay attention. He's on one of the great runs in wrestling history as far as just match quality. And then he comes straight over here and it continues. So his run goes back into the other company. And because his style changed, it's even more interesting. He's so fantastic. And I don't have a problem with getting a one-off Daniel Bryan match against whoever is in there and that guy having a match of his career on a Wednesday, random Wednesday and all that. Yeah. But you're missing what he's really, really great at and hasn't gotten to do in a while, which is what he did when he was the Planets champion, which is to build up rivalries over a series of weeks and really showcase the other side of Brian Danielson, which is he's great on the stick. 
And but I'll digress. I'll digress. I'm with you though. I think the most interesting thing is Sammy, but I think Jericho wins. Let's go to something that I think is fantastically built. Mox yes. versus MJF. Mox MJF. What do you think? Man, I well of course I MJ it's gotta be MJF, right? MJF has to go. Because I, I feel like MJF has to. Because mm-hmm. because it's common for Tony to not pull the trigger with this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't see Tony not pulling the trigger here. He's got to. He's there's no other choice. He's got to. The only thing I not, not only does he have to pull if, the trigger if there is some shenanigan thing where like Stokely comes out and costs and costs MJF the match, that's gonna piss off everybody. I think that could be it. Would it would upset people? It, it, back in the day, you could get away with that, right? He would he would get cost a match, and then he would go through a series of fights with everybody in that faction, and that would turn into building him, and he would be even more popular at the end. But we've seen, and really, I think it, it harkens to the early Roman Reigns era. You maybe to Batista Daniel Bryan, like you pointed out a couple weeks ago. You kind of need to give the people what they want. And the people at this point want MJF. When you go into this rivalry, I thought that MJF pointed out so well who Moxley was in his little podcast thing that they showed on AEW. Mm. And, 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 and then when he points out that I'm more important than AEW right now, mm. I'm the guy to lead pro wrestling to where Austin was. There was a time when seven, eight million people cared about pro wrestling, not 2.3. Mm. I'm the guy. I may be the champ here, and this may be the moment, but then I go over there maybe at some point, and I keep building pro wrestling. I'm the guy who takes wrestling to 3 million people, to 4 million people, and that has to start now. And, Mox, you've done all you could. You're the, engine, you're the little engine that could. Everybody needs to respect that. And then when Mo- and then when Moxley comes out and says, "Yeah, you're going to be all that, but not yet," and then he points out, you know, you call yourself the devil. I've seen the devil. When you look at Mox's history, that dude came up wrestling, wrestling with light tubes. Yes, and going into people's towns and saying, "Yes, I'll wrestle your best guy. I have a little bit of a reputation, but said best guy." Probably wants to make his rep on John Moxley. Probably, you know, he that guy's got a bottle that he's going to break in his hand and cut John with. John's going to be okay with it, but John's still got to kind of protect himself, and he doesn't know that dude. He's met that level devil. He's also looked into Vince McMahon's eyes and, there's and no- said, look, I don't think this is a good idea. And Vince McMahon has looked him right back in the face. And this probably hurt him worse than the, than being cut with a bottle and said, it's going to be great shit, John. You're going to get that hot dog stand. You're going to roll it down the aisle on raw, and you're going to pour mustard on it. You're gonna They're going to love it. You're going to get that immunization Every- right there while talking about Roman. <laughs> right. Every single thing that you hate about pro wrestling, we're going to make you do. So he's seen the devil in a physically intimidating way, and he's seen the devil in a mentally demeaning way, and he's faced them both. What what MJF is bringing to him 
is not the devil, it's a match. And that is wonderful, the way they've told this story. Mm. But to your point, MJF has to win. We have to see if he's the guy to lead us to the next level. And Tony needs to do it because he needs to prove to MJF that Tony's all in on MJF because he didn't do that when Punk showed up. He didn't do that when Daniel Brian Daniels showed up. He didn't do that when you know he he chose Moxley and Hangman. Cody's the one who believed in MJF. And and trust me, Cody's leaving wasn't a coincidence with MJF being like, hey, I don't know for sure where my spot is. No, Cody's somewhere else now. Right. And, and, and to the point of all that, here's how you do it, and this is what I think will happen. I think Stokely's crew will come out and try to cost MJF the match. And I think that'll be fairly legit. I think MJF, I think Mox will not want them involved. He'll try to get them out of his match, and that will turn to the opportunity MJF will take. MJF will, will win the match on that. It, it will give both of them a next match. As a part, they will both go after Stokely's crew separately. MJF will probably wind up with, uh, what's what are they calling him now? You can't teach that. No, W. Morrissey. W. Morrissey, right. <laughs> He'll probably wind up with Morrissey, and mm-hmm. you know, Mox will probably have to go through some of the other guys. Like, And hopefully this will wind up with uh, Morrissey and Paige wrestling both in different scenarios. I think it's going to be – a lot of people are saying the, the match card is underwhelming. I think it's got a shot at being great. Uh, I, pro wrestling's funny like that. A lot of times when you look at a WWE card, and, eh, it ain't all that. Or you look at an AEW card and you go, eh, it ain't all that. It winds up being all that because you have people that are really good at getting the opportunity to shine. Mm. And everything MJF has done is leading to this moment in time. And there is a fan base that wants him anointed. And you don't get moments like that a lot where everybody wants one thing to happen. Right? Yeah. You don't get that all the time in pro wrestling. Usually it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Hey, I want Drew to win. No, I want Roman to win. I want Stone Cold to win. No, I want. Everybody wanted Stone Cold to beat Sean. Everybody wanted Stone Cold to beat Sean. I know what you're talking about. Everybody wanted Drew to beat Roman at Clash of the Castle, except for you. Except for, okay, fair enough. You're the but, only. <laughs> but, but, I'm, kidding. Ser- I'm kidding, mostly. But, but seriously, everybody yeah. wanted Sting to beat yeah. Hogan. Those moments in time. Don't happen that much. Harley Race, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair. Those everyone, are moments. Everyone wanted Danielson to beat Batista and Randy or Hunter. Yes. You had a whole evening about it. Everybody wanted Becky to beat the two anointed Charlotte. And mm-hmm. those are moments in time that you need a payoff. Everybody wanted Bianca to get her revenge. Everyone wanted Kofi to beat Danielson. Everybody. That's the point. And here we are going in. Yes, do we all love Moxley? Absolutely. That's what makes this interesting because we want him to lose gloriously. Yes. And those moments in time don't come around as often as we we, we like. Mm -hmm. So let's enjoy this. Thank you very much for spending some time with me, Ray. Yeah, it was great. This has been a Go Home Eat production. Check out our friends at... The Daily Smart. Check out our friends at the the Gin Project, the G I N N Project dot com, and go home. Go home. <laughs>